Pro Talk with ProTech, digging deep to learn the stories, lessons, and accomplishments of experts in the real estate industry. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Our guest today is Karen Zala with Coldwell Banker of Capitol Hill. Karen has been in the D.C. area since 2002 and has been a real estate agent for 12 years now. An independent agent, Karen leverages her team of Coldwell Banker Associates to bring a wealth of knowledge and expertise about buying and selling real estate in Washington, D.C. Karen, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So to get things started, we like to just hear what's your story? How'd you get into real estate? How'd you end up in D.C.? Tell us a little bit about you. So I ended up in D.C. because right after college, I um, jumped on a campaign, even though I was not a political science major, Mm -hmm. and I ended up in D.C. Um, Didn't continue on in politics right then, went into the private sector, um, and eventually became a fundraiser and went back into politics doing political fundraising and then some private fundraising. And all along, I was really interested in real estate and had pulled up numerous times the um, courses to start getting a license, but then another opportunity would present itself. So finally, um, unfortunately, fundraising kind of died out when we had our last recession and I was unemployed. So I actually got a job as a waitress at a Capitol Hill pub that is still here and Mm -hmm. got my real estate license during the day and then made it my main focus. Awesome. So you came to um, you came to D.C. and where were you before? I was in, I went to college in Boston at Emerson College, and I'm originally from New Jersey. Okay, so a little bit of everywhere. I love that. Um, What areas in D.C. do you service? Are there any specific neighborhoods or areas that you focus on? Sure. I really, I live in the Navy Yard neighborhood. I have done since 2009, I guess. You've done a lot of work over there. Yes. (laughs) Uh, It's completely changed since I uh, originally moved in. So I really like the Navy Yard. There's not a lot of residential options there now for sales. There are rentals. But um, also Southwest Waterfront, and I really love Trinidad um, mm-hmm. in that area in Northeast. But of course, as a realtor, we go wherever Everywhere. we're needed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get that. Um, when you had first started out, so you didn't really um, have any background in real estate, you kind of just jumped in just because you were out of a job and looking for something new. Was there something that you wish you had known um, when you first started other than just taking a class? ask questions. Um, there's more helper, helpers in real estate than I originally gave people credit for. Mm. I think my first couple transactions were with people that weren't very helpful. Um, and then as I started to find out that there's a lot of really nice, helpful realtors in our industry and especially in our city, and asking questions, even if you're in a transaction with someone, they appreciate it because they would rather have a transaction go smoothly than have to go back because right. you didn't know something. So even just saying, I, I, can you just explain what you mean to me or how would you like this written for you to feel comfortable with it for an addendum mm-hmm. um, and asking lenders, what do you need in addendums and those sorts of things. It, it's really helpful and then you learn how to really succeed um, within the real estate community and for your clients. Right. And I think that that says a lot about you as a person because most people probably being new to something, they don't want to like admit what they don't know. So you just kind of like, oh, I can figure it out as I go. But I think asking questions is such a great way to make yourself better. You know, people are already know what to do. So why not? Why not? Ask Absolutely. I mean, we literally have decades of experience in every office mm-hmm. and every mixer that we go to and just 
ask. People love to, to help and talk yeah. now, especially in our industry. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You can only learn so much on the industry. Exactly. Or on, the, on, on the internet, I should say, not <laughs> the industry. But um, okay, cool. So tell me about a really um, challenging time and how you overcame it. And this could be, you know, professionally or even, even personally. So I guess my hardest time was... I lost my father suddenly some years back and thank you when you have transactions going on and it's almost full stop of your emotional life just takes over your professional life and it's really hard and um, to move on number one especially if you're not in the the city at the time I had to go back up to New Jersey um, and just move on from that but then you also once again going back to the helpers that are around you find people in our industry that are willing to help and willing to step in, even if you offer to pay them, they won't take a penny, and take control of your files and just help you so you don't have to worry about the real estate aspect. And some of those people are still my best colleagues and friends in the industry years later because they just stepped up and I would do anything for them. Right, you know? right. And we can't, no one can do anything alone. So exactly. I think that's a a great example of when asking for help and you know leaning on people more and it's one thing I love about the real estate industry is everyone is very much together you know even yes. though there's you know competitors per se but you're all everyone's in this together and you can all lean on each other when you need it and I think that's a great thing that you just said we have so many people that enter the industry to be competitive mm-hmm. I don't know if they're necessarily the most successful because when it comes down to it, it's the people that really work you know when you present an offer, if you've been a good agent and worked well with others in the past, mm-hmm. the agent will tell their clients that. Yeah. You know, we and we'll tell clients if you're not a very nice person and right. hard to work with. So I think that sometimes your um, how you are to each other really is what is also your calling card. Yeah. And how you represent your clients. Yeah, I think that goes well. I've even experienced that personally in buying and selling houses of mm-hmm. hearing from, you know, agents on the other person's experience. And that can go a long way with the transaction. That could be a, you know, a make it or break it for a deal if, if, the, cli- if the sellers feel a certain way about, you know, who it is that they're going to be working with. Especially with all the multiple offer situations, because yeah. sometimes it does not come down to money or contingencies. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down to who the team is that represents the buyer. Yeah, um, you know their lender, their home inspection company, right. <laughs> their realtor, everybody. Right, absolutely. Um, so on the, on the flip side of that, tell me about a really successful time and how you celebrated it. I come from a long line of work of holics, so I don't know if I've ever really celebrated. Oh, wow. Celebrate! I I like feel bad if I'm. It's so funny. Like I'll go visit my mom in New Jersey, and it'll be a Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. and we'll be coming back from the beach or going to dinner, and I'll see a agent's open house sign in an area I don't even work, and I'm like, gosh, I should check my email. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> but me and my dad was a workaholic. My yeah. brothers are so it's. I like staying busy and making sure that usually people don't have to wait. Sometimes I have to get an answer for them, so they have to wait. But right. um, I, I don't know if I really ever celebrated it. Okay. Well, what about just a really successful time or something, a big accomplishment that you're most proud of? Maybe you forgot to celebrate it, but it was still good. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like, I'm, I'm one of those people that likes to celebrate just everything. Yeah. Um, from, you know, pumpkin spice latte day to... <laughs> pumpkin spice cookies. Pumpkin spice cookies to, um, you know, 
Kentucky Derby to, I mean, if I could yeah. get some sort of special recipe for Arbor Day, I would, you know, <laughs> it's, um, my family always celebrated a lot of things just yeah. for no reason. So I don't, I, I love celebrating just every yeah. day. And I think it's so great that we can do that. And being realtors, we sometimes have the flexibility to have more time to maybe celebrate or, you know, right. it's the little celebrations going out to lunch or you yeah. know, things like Something that. Small, definitely. Um, how are you being successful right now? What has changed for you over the last five months? I mean, obviously real estate's different. The world is different. Um, you know, everything's changed, but is there anything specific that you've done just to kind of pivot and work through it? Um, I don't think a lot has changed for me besides wearing masks and having a lot of hand sanitizer. (laughs) Um, I miss open houses. Um, I used to do them every weekend and now we just don't do a lot of them. Mm -hmm. They're starting to come back. Um, so sometimes Sunday afternoons feel a little bit empty, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, besides zoom and having gimbals, so people have smoother zoom videos right. and, and those just being available that way, um, taking a lot of the consultations into zoom mm-hmm. and, and those sorts of things. Um, you know, most of my clients, I, we did the whole transaction and they did not see me until closing. So wow. it's, um, wow. You know, it's crazy. They see the house, though. Some, yeah. yeah well, some the sales some they didn't need to. Did it. <laughs> um, one, one woman I did, I was like, "You need to get on a train and come and see this house because yeah. we we need to get out of this contract because it was going to be a renovation and how much." I really wanted her to be right. sure. Well, I'm sure that's a lot too, especially if it's someone out of town and now it's kind of on your shoulders of like, mm-hmm. you're here and although they're getting all the information, you know, through other people and through you, it's still like, oh, you should probably see this. <laughs> I mean, I offered to drive to New York and pick her up if it was going to oh be. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I just wanted her to be sure before we went any further and she started yeah. paying for appraisals and, and those sorts of things. Right, right. Um where do you see yourself in the next five years? Like, what, what kind of big goals do you have, or what's next for you? Um, wow. So my husband's pretty soon going to retire Yay, from his job. So I think that's <laughs> going to be a big change for all of us. I think I'm going to stay in the area and continue with real estate. Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think you know it's five years it, it sounds yeah. like it's a long time but when you actually think about quick. it it's pretty quick yeah and um we've been talking about buying a beach house in virginia okay. on the eastern shore so maybe part of the time i'll be there yeah. <laughs> well and now with everything virtual and you said there's been deals happening where you haven't even met people you exactly. know you can work from from wherever so that's awesome and congratulations on your husband's retirement Thank you. exciting um What's one interesting thing that most people don't know about you? Any hobbies or fun facts? Gosh, well, most people do know that I have two pugs. Oh. And they are absolutely in charge. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, of course, they have they have their own Coldwell Banker swag that they oh. wear sometimes. Because I do have clients that follow them on Instagram. Or, do they have their own Instagram page? They do. Oh, my gosh. Okay, what's their, what's their Instagram page? It's at District Pugs. District Pugs. Okay. So some clients that have asked for them to come along so of course they love it it's just only more people to pay attention to them yeah right um i love the beach and i don't i don't know i'm pretty just normal person i really love dc when everything's open right um to tour around i do all the tourist stuff even if i don't have people visiting that's so funny even though you've been living here for so long you Mm -hmm. still love doing that i mean i i can always find something and 
interesting fact about something. There's always, everything changes so often. When, yeah. when we're at full capacity in DC, there's always new exhibits, right. there's always new museums and talks, and right. um, just the amount of, we're so lucky here mm-hmm. at how many free opportunities to learn and see things that we have that I think. Yeah, I noticed that just with, um, for my, for me moving here, when I first moved here, you know, I would come here all the time, come to DC all the time, I'm up in Montgomery County. And uh, I've stopped just because I feel like you almost, and I wish I would come more, you get used to it and it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I just live here, like it's cool. But whenever we have people that visit us from out of town and you really take someone else and kind of live vicariously through their experience, it's like, wow, we really are lucky to be here. It's such a beautiful place. When I moved here, um, right in the beginning, my, my older brother Brad gave me a tour book of D.C. and said, well, if you're going to live there, here's some cool stuff. Yeah. And I actually went through the whole tour book and basically wow. saw everything that was still available to see. That's amazing. And have actually made notes in it about other things that I've added. So when people come and visit, I'm saying, yeah. well, here's stuff that I've, like, I mean, I've crossed things off, like this isn't that great, or right. some things I've highlighted and made notes on. What's your favorite thing that if someone's, like, coming to D.C. to visit that, like, absolute must-have to do? Well, if it's open, going to the top of the Washington Monument Oh, that's something amazing. I haven't done. I want to do it's it so bad. It's so cool. I mean, just yeah. to see... Try to go in the middle of the week, early right, in the morning, because sure um, it gets busy and crowded. Um, but they, they space it out, and since I've been since they reopened it, and it's they've made it even better. I don't know how you can take something that's so old and make it even better, but they have. Yeah. So the experience has improved. Um, and if you can go on a White House tour, that's really cool. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Awesome. Okay. Um, so I know that you do a lot of um, charity events. Do you want to tell me a little bit more kind of about those, like what you do and what you do it for? Sure. Um, well, my big thing is um, I do polar bear plunges okay. to benefit Special Olympics, which is such an important charity um, yeah. nationally and does so much great work. But I did my first polar plunge as a bucket list item, <laughs> and I want to do it. Everybody said I was crazy. <laughs> I'd totally do it. <laughs> and I, I did it, and I, I, ironically, I said, oh, it can never be as cold as this one. It was so cold, they had to chip through ice to give us a place to jump in. Um, but then, actually, I found colder ones. So I've done ocean polar bear plunges, um, oh, one from National right. Harbor, Special Olympics DC. We jump into a pool down in Navy Yard, and okay. uh, used to be at Nat Stadium. So there's a lot of great ways that people can contribute, but also... Um, people give you money to do stupid things, yeah. as yeah. we've seen. As we so, see on YouTube and TikTok. <laughs> so um, I always joke that people wouldn't donate to me if I was jumping into a hot tub. Uh-huh. Um, and I have a polar bear costume. Oh. It's a lot of fun. And you wear that when you play. I do, and it's oh, out, it gets really heavy to get out of the water. <laughs> and, but, um, I feel like it would like freeze to you as well. Does it, it doesn't. It just gets really heavy because okay. it's kind of like a plush face and paws. It's very it's so silly, cute. but everybody loves it. And now, since I've been doing it for some years, people always recognize me by that costume. I do a happy hour with my colleagues and friends at um, a bar in Navy Yard called Scarlet Oak. Um, they welcome us in so I can get some extra donations from the community. Yeah. And um, I wear my polar bear costume, so my joke is always, come get your picture taken with a live polar bear. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's amazing. So we'll, we'll have to find a, a fun picture of you to Absolutely. put along in the podcast <laughs> to share with everyone. I love that. Um, are you currently reading any books, listening to any books, or any podcasts, or anything like that? So I, I, I read a ton. Um, I'm currently, I just started uh, The Misfit Economy. It's 
lessons in creativity from pirates, gangsters, and other informal entrepreneurs. Okay. What so, was the title of that again? The Misfit Economy. Misfit Economy. Okay. So it's it's interesting. You know, it's always great to read all the real estate books yeah. by the, the big shots. Um, but sometimes I like to just stray a little into other business books mm-hmm. and, you know, Besides this, I love Gary Vee books, and I think everybody does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just read a finished kind of a historical fiction book called The American Plague. Not about COVID. It's about yellow fever. So, um, what a great time to read. <laughs> it's scary, but yeah, just as sure. scary as living through this. <laughs> so, yeah. But, you know, always try to have a couple books going and try to only read um Nonfiction after five o'clock, only business books during the day. Okay, I love that rule. Do you have um, any like a like a big goal for the year on how many you want to read, or do you just kind of just keep reading as you go? I I read so many books, I don't even know how many books I and read. And you said you're reading seven right now. I think I like currently a four going. Four going. Okay. Yeah. But so do I you listen have... ever too, or always like you like to actually read it? I. I, I like to read, and I actually mm-hmm. like to read books, books. I know. Yeah. I'm like a throwback. <laughs> um, no, I, I actually do, too. I, I like to, like, highlight or underline mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And about um, it. I, I like to listen to podga- podcasts, but I do really like to listen to, like, true crime podcasts when I'm in the car. Yeah. Um, those sorts of things. Of course, your podcast. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, what advice do you have? I know we talked in the beginning about what you wish you had known uh, when you first started about asking for help, but um, is there any other advice that you have for listeners that are either in real estate already or maybe thinking of joining the industry? Absolutely. I think, once again, ask questions. Number two, don't be so quick to jump into a team. I was told when I started to learn real estate for five years before Mm -hmm. you decide if you want to be an individual agent or on a team. Or start your own team. Right. Um, I think that we have a lot of people that just go into a team because they feel a little bit lost. They don't have to feel lost. There's mm-hmm. plenty of individual agents who like having associates that we work with. I do that here a lot at Coldwell Banker where I, you know, if I'm out of town, there's other individual agents where I can say, can you show this property for me? Right. Um, and I'll do the same for them. So there's other ways of learning besides just jumping on a team. I know a lot of people love teams and that's mm. cool for them, but it mm. was never the road. I, I hit my five year mark and I said, well, I'm not going to be on a team. It's yeah. just, I don't, it's just not for me. So choose which path you want to do. Learn the forms, right. try to sell a house and explain the forms to your spouse or your parent or your kid and mm. see if they can actually understand what you're what talking you're about. <laughs> um, I had a broker make me explain all the contracts to him and that was one of the biggest learning lessons because you really have to read the contract mm-hmm. through if you can explain it to someone. Well I'm sure that even even if you are on a team learning that and knowing that you know rather than just depending on someone else to mm-hmm. have that uh, probably makes you a better agent I would imagine just because you can really fully understand and explain the more you know about something the more you can talk about it. Yeah of course we always like to reference our or contracts, yeah. But um, you know, if someone calls you, a client calls you and says, "Wait, I have a question about this." Mm-hmm. If you really know your contracts well, you you're not like, "Wait, let me get your file." Like, yeah. Oh, no, don't worry about it. We handle this part. You know, it's we you know should know it pretty much frontwards and backwards. Right. Right. I love that. Um, so lastly, can you tell everyone I know how to reach your dog, but uh, how can we best reach you? Phone number, email, Instagram, Facebook, um, how can we best get a hold of you? 
Well, my phone number is cell phone number is 202-321-3056. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Karen Sells DC. Also, that's my website. So it's pretty easy. And any way you can connect through there, it's it all comes to the cell phone. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Karen. I really thank appreciate you. you taking the time to talk with me. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow ProTech Inspection Services on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. To be a guest on our show, message us on any of our social media platforms.